Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk, Black History Month. Our guest tonight, longtime Long Beach resident Ortrilla Scott and Long Beach City Councilman D. Andrews. Join us as we continue to celebrate our 15th anniversary season. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. So raise the banner, call the glory, let us join our fellow man. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Long Beach Magazine. Coastal living, city style. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're joining us tonight for this special edition of Straight Talk celebrating Black History Month. Our first guest is a very special lady who I've gotten to know in the last week or so, Ortrilla Scott. She's a Long-time, 50-year Long Beach resident, active in community affairs, born in Hope, Arkansas. And Otrilla, we're so pleased to have you on the show. Thank you. As we celebrate Black History Month, look back over your long life and tell us how you see America changing. Well, I think as we all, with the new elected president, happen to be a person of color, that that definitely is a change. He was able to speak up and say his father was from Africa originally and his mother was from the United States, a white lady. And as I can think back, it used to be against the law for even them to get married, <laughs> <laughs> especially in this country. Yeah. So, so you grew up in the South in Hope, Arkansas. Tell us a little bit about what that was like. Hope was a small town and uh, it was like near the border of Texas and Oklahoma and Louisiana. It's a little strip of in there. And that's where my parents live. And I was the ninth child. They lost the first two. So that made me the seventh one to live. 
And in Hope, Arkansas, this is back in the 1930s, uh, the businesses were segregated, the, the black business district, the white district, and, and, and blacks did not go to white stores, but whites could go to black stores. Not really. Uh, you was able to go to the white stores, but you have to wait till they finished waiting on all their white customers ah. before they would wait on you. And a lot of white loved the soul food, as you know, have heard about today, so yeah. they came to the black business. <laughs> so it wasn't as really bad as you read about sometimes. These people accepted the, this way of life, and they sort of got along together. And you had a brother who had a, a, a rest, small restaurant. Yeah. And tell us a pretty famous person that went to that restaurant. That's what I was talking about when I say that. My brother, see, certain, it's sort of like an invisible line. The white business stopped there and the black business started. So my brother had this little hamburger and chili place, ha cafe. So uh, right next door to the line was a car dealership, was Rogers Clinton. Bill Clinton's stepfather. Bill Clinton's stepfather, who went on to be his stepfather. And he went in to eat he, at your he brother's always, restaurant. He loved to come and eat soul food, so he would eat at my brother's restaurant. See, the Clintons always like to eat, I guess, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's why Bill grew up to love to eat soul food, yeah. because Rogers, his stepfather, loved soul food. And then uh, and Roger he, needed someone to clean his apartment. Yeah, and my brother volunteered me. Since he said, that's, that's what I did. It's, you know, my father died when I was nine, and... I worked since I was 12 and cleaning up and wherever, any rich white person that lived in town that needed some help, I was So available. you cleaned Roger Clinton's apartment and sometimes he would come with this uh, young youngster. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. And it, that was probably around 46 or 7 that uh, he started dating. Rogers was originally from Hot Springs, Arkansas. He started dating a young white lady from Hope. That is Virginia. Virginia, which was Virginia. Clinton's mother. Uh-huh. So when she would get out of school and visit, come on weekends, <laughs> that was when I cleaned Rogers' apartment on Saturday. So cut to the chase, you were kind of a nanny for Bill Clinton when he was three, four, five years yeah, old. I was his free nanny. Free nanny. I got paid for cleaning the house. <laughs> but they would say, since I'm cleaning the house, why didn't I watch this little boy? Why they so don't? here's uh, Bill Clinton at the age of three when uh, our guest, Artrilla, was uh, kind of babysitting for him. Remarkable. Anyway, you moved to Long Beach in 1950, and as you mentioned, uh, you uh, resided in the Cabrillo housing, which was the only integrated facility in town. Yeah. No, we got that sort of mixed up with uh, someone else you're going to interview. I came to Long Beach in 1955. 55? I, I came to, from Delano, California. And you you resided and, in Gabrillo? No, in uh, what is now Carmelita's Housing. Uh, Carmelita's, I'm sorry. Carmelita's I, Housing. I mis mixed, mixed uh -huh. that up. Carmelita's. That was owned by L.A. It was a military housing. That was the only place in Long Beach that was integrated for military people. The all races live there. And I worked there showing duplex houses. And then you went to work for the city of Long Beach? No, then I went to work for the federal government at the VA hospital. And then you went to work for the city of Long Beach? I never worked for the city. 
I have to speak to my staff on my briefings here. Uh, <laughs> but you worked for the government for many, many years. I started working in 61 for the Long Beach VA Hospital when it moved in at the wooden bungalows. I was there when they built the, the one they're in now. And wow. I retired in 91. I did 30 years, retired with a Federal Executive Board Award. And now this little three-year-old boy is elected President of the United States in 1992. And he comes to Long Beach uh, several times, but one time, of course, uh, when our uh, school uniforms. superintendent uh, inaugurated uniforms, mm -hmm. first school district in the country for mandatory uniforms. And here, Bill Clinton learns that this nanny lives in town. And here is a wonderful picture of Bill Clinton, President Clinton, and Ortrilla on a visit here uh, to Long Beach. What was he like as president? I was so nervous because I knew he was three and he didn't remember me. Yeah. And then my, after the story got printed in the press telegram, I said, oh boy, they might arrest me for, <laughs> you know, for making up, you know, something that's not true. And really, his secret service men was looking for us. Bonnie Laurenthal gave us three tickets for my husband and my daughter and I went, she said, I'll give you some tickets, but I can't guarantee you'll get to meet him. And really, when we got there, his Secret Service man was looking for me. And your daughter, who I know, because she is our account rep at the Press Telegram, made up a sign saying, yeah. my, my mother babysat yeah. and was waving it, and they took uh -huh. it away because they uh -huh. already knew it. Yeah, she was standing up. And I said, you better put that down. You're going to get us in trouble. Keep out of here. And, she's, and then showed up this man said, you with the sign. And I almost passed out. Okay. And finally, your distinguished career in community service led to an actual street being named after you, Atrilla Scott Lane. So you're the only black resident of Long Beach with That's a street. That's and of it. course, Governor Duke Majin has a street too, Duke yeah. Majin Lane. And, and it's not about the airport too, as a lady. <laughs> well, we're going to continue this discussion in the next segment, joined by another remarkable person, uh, our Councilman DeAndrews. Stay with us. Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. The Port of Long Beach, one of the region's largest construction contractors, has work for businesses big and small. The SBE, or Small Business Enterprise Program, was established by the Board of Harbor Commissioners in 2004 to boost the local economy. Through this program, small businesses get a chance at big port contracts in the areas of construction, environmental consulting, engineering and architectural services, and more. To learn more, log on to www.polb.com or call 562-590-4146. The Marketplace Long Beach, where you can shop for a fabulous selection of merchandise. Dine out tonight. Shop in a relaxing environment. Explore all there is to enjoy at The Marketplace Long Beach, PCH and 2nd Street, online at MarketplaceLongBeach.com.
The Marketplace Long Beach. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's. 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. We are back, continuing our celebration of Black History Month, joined now by Long Beach City Councilman Dee Andrews. Dee, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Art. Dee has an impressive record for those that may not be familiar with it. He's a longtime 60-year resident of Long Beach, a star athlete of Poly High School in football and track. He still holds the record for the 330. He's a graduate of Long Beach State, where I teach, and of UCLA, got his master's in government. He was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, 1967, played with them for a year, All-American football player, and he's the 100th inductee of the wonderful Century Club. So, Dee, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, and very belated congratulations on your election to the City Council. Thank you very much. Tell us your take on what's happening in America, what's happened over the last half century. You know, really seriously, I guess over the last half century since I, you know, here in America, I think we've come a long ways, and I still think we have a long ways to go. You know, even with that of our, you know, black first uh, black president. You know, because I think that I think a lot of people just get excited and sometimes just kind of start uh, saying, it's okay, I can sit down now. If ever before in the history of this country, you know, it's time for us to get up, brush ourselves off, let's start to work now. Because we do have a president who's for all of America, not just one America, all America. And that's what makes me so excited, you know, especially being from the South. You see the changes are here, you know, and you have a chance. So I don't think we have much time now to wallow in the mire, talking, oh, we owe, we, we owe you nothing. Now you have an opportunity to do the things that you always thought about, dreamed about, and now you can become about that. You can be about what you thought and dreamed about. Beautifully said. Uh, really an inspiring moment for all Americans and, and for much of the world. Uh, uh, one of our other guests was in Italy for the inauguration and spoke and excitement over there. I was in the Bahamas, excitement there. Uh, there seems to be a capturing of the imagination of people across the world. Yes, I definitely believe so. But take us back, you said you were, grew up in the South, born in the South. Take us back to those days. Give, give white Americans a sense of what it was like to be a black American back then. Okay. Well, see, I don't have much memory of that because the fact that I came here when I was five. But the little that I do remember, you know, that in the South, you know, uh, I was born in Old City, uh, Texas, little East Texas. Yeah. You know, a family six. Uh, one of my sisters died of pneumonia when she was seven, so I didn't get a chance to know her at all. But in coming here to uh, California, you know, we took the train, and me, myself, I kind of, like I said, I think I've always been a people person. You know, my mother kind of kept the other family together. I just kind of roamed because we came on the train with the soldiers. And when we got to L.A., uh, she looking for me, and I was with the soldiers. I, I could kind of mingle with little any and everybody, and I think that's one of maybe my uh, assets or fortes because of the fact that I am a people person. And what about growing up in Long Beach? What was that's Long Beach like vis-a-vis -vis black-white relations back then? <laughs> 
it was different because of the fact that we came here and we we had a we lived in a project. That was Cabrillo Three. That's on the west side of Long Beach, you know. And uh, there, you know, uh, we had a chance to, like I said, our fathers and mothers worked at the we call it the naval shipyard. And that's when most and the military always was very good on integration. I think it, the military was cutting edge. It, it, it had to be, because of the fact that I think at that time, you know, we you talk about wars. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like when you bleed. You know, you bleed red. It wasn't about a different color. You didn't bleed black. It was red. Yeah. So I think a lot of that integrated itself. It was it was something that had to be. And another area that you've been very active also was cutting edge is sports. Uh, whether you're a black guard or a white guard, you have a job to do, and the quarterback might be white or black. And because uh, I have friends in sports, and, and we've had long discussions about this, uh, you drop the color line on the on the sports field. Yes, on the field. Uh, that was about it. Because the fact that you have to understand, when I came here, we when I got drafted, you know, by the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams, you know, we worked uh, here at Dallas. Our team, we worked at Thousand Oaks, which was Lutheran College. Like I say, we played on the field, but yeah. we couldn't room together. Yeah. It was amazing because I guess that's why we didn't have any black quarterbacks. It'd be kind of hard for a quarterback to room in another room, and the, the white in one room and the black in the other. But that was really kind of, it was different because this is in the 60s, you know that, that. So you have to understand what's really going on. We call, you know, here in California, we knew what we could do in the South. Here what we, we did, what we thought we could do. Yeah. And that wasn't true. Okay, we're going to be continuing this marvelous and personal discussion but first we pause for these messages. Phil Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch and the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. It's Big Red Bus. Our English double-decker buses offer large groups of fun, unique, inexpensive alternative to standard transportation. Bar hopping, weddings, sporting events, airport pickups, kids parties, you name it and we'll help customize the perfect experience. We have open and closed top buses available. Both are equipped with custom-built bars, stereo systems and a friendly hostess. Alcohol is permitted on board. For your next event or fun occasion, call Big Red Bus at 562-852-9888 or visit us on the web. Welcome to Maury's of Naples. Maury's is a unique store specializing in wine, spirits, beers, gift baskets, gourmet foods, and European specialties. Upon entering, you'll encounter a vast selection and a staff that is more than willing to assist you. Take time to look around. You'll be amazed. Wine and beer tasting is held every week. Visit maurys.com to get the latest information. Maury's of Naples, since 1938, where customer satisfaction is our top priority. We're back, continuing the Straight Talk celebration of Black History Month with uh, 
two community leaders, uh, Long Beach Councilman D. Andrews and uh, longtime activist and resident Ortrilla Scott. Ortrilla, tell us something uh, for our white audience, the part of our audience that's white, that they might not know about the black experience in America. What's, what's something that you would like the part of our audience that's white to know about the black experience? Well, I think maybe we should give ourselves a chance to get to know each other as a people and don't look at races. Like, I'm, I'm working with a theater group now, the primetime players, they call themselves, and they're seniors in their 70s and 60s and 90s, some of them, and we're all races. This is the first time we have ever been able to meet together and yeah. respect each other as a people. Yeah. because we had never been exposed to each other before. Same question to you, Dee. What, what should we know? What should we learn? You know, I think, especially when we talk about here in, in Long Beach, you know, a lot of people came here with, you know, with the dream of, uh, you know, uh, uh, home of the brave, land of the free. But a lot of times those things escape us because of the fact that racism, it's here, and it, it hasn't gone. But I think a lot of us as individuals really have to, gonna, you know, uh, take a deep look within ourselves and realize that, you know, we're all people, and uh, the only way that this country is going to be able to survive and the only the way the city of Long Beach is going to survive is that we have to come together as a family. As much as you may not want to, I think you're going to have to now because of the way the economy is, the way the, the world is. We just can't afford to be uh, so, so isolated, you know, by ourselves and start speaking of this group, that group. We're going to have to come together as a whole group, one group. Okay. You mentioned earlier that we still have a ways to go, and I certainly share that, but I view it as America as being the greatest example in the history of the world of multiculturalism, not just black and white, but all the other things working together because we share a common value structure embodied in the Constitution and in the Declaration of Independence. And although we imperfectly realize those ideals, those are the ideals that most people buy into. Yeah, I, I truly believe that also. You know, because we are, we, we probably one of the melting parts of all when we talk about diversity. You know, America, I mean, this is where it is. We, we truly, truly, I think, live with that motto, you know, uh, the melting pot of all diversities. And we suffered a, a horrible attack on 9-11, yeah. but we did not blame the American yeah. Muslim population, yeah. and we reached out to them, and, uh, and, and things have been calm, which is so gratifying. You know, and I think that has a lot to do with it because the fact that, you know, even in biblical times, you know, they said that there would be a time when, you know, uh, someone would come and, and maybe relieve us from all of this so-called strife and pain. Uh, but uh, whether this is Obama or not, I don't know. But I do feel like this is a leader that we all can believe in, not just blacks. I don't think we as blacks can just grab Obama and say, this is my president. Obama is you know, America's president. He's almost the world's president. Everyone admires Obama. Let me just hold up uh, an invitation I was fortunate enough to receive to the inauguration and uh, had it framed. But uh, this was a major step forward, the election of a black president of the United States. Uh, it is. That, that's, that's something I think a lot of people like to have on their wall. <laughs> You know, really seriously, I, I've just—it's uh, just so amazing. You know, after hearing that Obama became president, yeah. I mean, 
the kids, I mean, from ages three, five, on Obama, Obama, Obama. This it, school, unlocked it unlocked all kinds of, didn't it, Ochoa, that, yeah. that, that this can happen in America? Isn't this inspiring? And I see it also as our younger generation is stepping forward, making a difference. So we, we haven't did as bad a job as we think we have, because as, as our, our councilman just said, more racists voted for this man. It wasn't just majority. Yes. And so it's the younger generation that more a different. Let me just follow up with that point. Do you think it's a stretch to say that the younger generation is much uh, less, more color, is more colorblind than our generation that, that, uh, that they see people more as people and less as black and white than the next generation? Oh, I definitely think so. I definitely agree. After too. Obama's uh, election, uh -huh. it did. It really, it did unlock things that we... Even if we had doubts, as, as, as our councilman say, when we saw on TV this generation stepping forward, speaking out. And I was flying uh, the weekend before and going through Atlanta Airport, and it was packed with people going up to Washington. Mm -hmm. And people, there was a great feeling of, of, of energy in the air, and people were crying and uh, never lived to see this day. And uh, it, was, it was kind of magical. I mean, really, it was magical. You know, really, seriously, I would, I would have to say, during my time, I never ever had, the, I never ever dreamed that I would be able to tell my grandkids, or even my kids, that, you know, we would have a black president. But remember, that was my dream. It wasn't his dream. He believed that he could be. So now the dream is true. The dream in which Martin, Dr. King spoke about, yes. you know, that dream is here. The hope is alive and well. And so now any little kid, all nationalized, yes. any color, yeah. can become president. I'm into that. We'll be back with the rest <laughs> of our show in one moment. Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks and oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. For over 80 years, Community Hospital of Long Beach has served the greater Long Beach community by providing the best medical care possible with a focus on clinical excellence and a caring, compassionate, personalized approach for every patient. It is our goal to be the community's preferred health care provider, providing a 24-7 rapid response emergency department, a state-of-the-art cancer center, and a free wellness and diabetes program. We are proud to introduce CHLB's new bariatrics program featuring the safe and effective LAPFAN system. Community Hospital of Long Beach. When you have a choice, choose the best. Take care of those who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. At Naples Rib Company, we've been around for over 20 years for a lot of good reasons. Our banquet and catering services. Our takeout and delivery. And our great commercials. Food fit 
for a king. Naples Rib Company for a real meal and a family deal. So we don't do great commercials. Find out what we do best at Naples Rib Company. I share the view of our guests that this is a very special moment in American history. Uh, let me share with you that I served as an attorney for the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice back in the 60s, working on the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act of 1964. But as one of our guests just mentioned, this is a continuation of the work of Dr. Martin Luther King and so many others. And I want to thank both of you for joining us for this very special show and, uh, uh, and sharing your profoundly personal recollections. The final word, Dee? Yes, I would, I would really like to let all of America know, without uh, the Dr. Martin Luther King, there would be no Obama. Yes, yes. And Ochilla, thank you so much for your inspiring work. And uh, just want to say goodbye to our audience. Yes. And I want to thank you again for letting me be part of I'm living to see history being made with me being with my council person at the <laughs> church. Oh, I appreciate that. I am impressed. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you at home for joining us for this wonderful show. Please plan to be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.